As always, we welcome in Joe Girardi. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? You know, Joe, let's start with this. The demoralizing losses like the Mets are feeling when your bullpen collapses. Your your uh, closer doesn't do his job to the level of what you expect, and everything else falls apart. Mets have had 14 games where they had the lead in the seventh inning or later and have lost, either had the game tied up or lost the game. They have law, had brutal loss after brutal loss. Their bullpen ERA in their last 19 games is 9.23. Uh, it has been a complete collapse. I don't know if anything destroys a team's uh, you know, confidence more than that, right? I agree. When when you're out in the field and you're wondering every day, you know, can they get it done? Can they get it done? Um, I've always felt like when you lose a game late, it's like losing two games, two or three games. And they're in a rut. I mean, they're in a tough rut, and somehow they have to find a way out of it. Because you talk about those 14 games, let's just say they win nine of them. They have the same record as the Atlanta Braves. Same no record. question. No question. And and this bullpen was built to compete. You know, they added Familiar. They added uh, Wilson. Uh, he's been hurt. Um, Familiar has struggled for whatever reason. I mean, wh- when he's good, he's really good. And when he struggles, he really struggles. And it's, it's usually because of command, because his sinker day on certain days are unhittable. Diaz has kind of fallen into that, too. I mean, he was the one guy that was doing well, and he's kind of fallen into that, too. So, Collectively, as a group, they got to pull themselves out of it. And if they do, they have a shot. You can't change the people, Joe. So what do you do when everything is going wrong in your bullpen? Do you change the roles? Do you shake the roles up? I mean, what can, you, can't, you can't go get you know, a whole new, whole new staff. So we know you can't do that. If they were there in the minors, you'd bring them up. Maybe you can bring up a fresh arm. Maybe you can get rid of one guy. But it's basically the same guys you're going to live with your closer's your closer. You got to fix him. He's not the issue. You got to fix him. If he doesn't do it, he doesn't do it. But the other guys, do you shake up the roles? I mean, is that is what's the what is the the easiest way without you know bringing in all new guys to to get this somehow turned around? Well, you can try shaking up the roles, but it's more than one guy that's struggling. That's the problem. If it's one guy that's struggling, you can bump some guys back. I think I, I think the big thing is Familia has to find a way to get back on track. You have to get him on track because if you get him going, I think all the other pieces will fall in place because Lugo can cover the seventh and eighth on days you don't have, you know, you don't have maybe a Familia or a Gasalman. Yep. Yeah. So you you have a way to structure your bullpen. It, it's like the Yankees bullpen. If if you don't have a Britain and you don't have an Adovino. You can use uh, you can use Chad, Chad Green for two innings. I mean, that's what you can do when he's right. So I think they have good pieces. They just haven't pitched up to their potential, and they got to get them back on track. Plus, Lugo has no durability. You might no. as well use him two innings that night because you can't use him the next day anyway. Right. You can't use him two days in a row. So to me, he's the guy that kind of holds the seventh and eighth on days the other guys aren't available, and that's not a bad problem to have. Interesting. Because he has pitched well. I mean, Lugo's yes. pitched well. He's just not durable. You can't go to him. That's the only thing. He, he, he's not there a lot. And, and I got to tell you, you know, I, I had, you know, I would struggle in my mind when we brought up a kid like Chad Green, putting him in the bullpen, using him multiple days in a row because he had never done it. And, and you worry about it. And it's not done a lot in the, in the minor leagues. Lugo was a starter. So now you're fearful if you use him two days in a row, are you going to hurt him? So I think you have to use him as a multiple inning guy that covers, you know, the back end of the bullpen 
to give other guys a day off. I think that's how you have to use it. Do do you have to treat relief pitchers differently in terms of reestablishing their confidence than other players? Uh no, I don't necessarily think so, but I think, you know, maybe a little bit because they're they're a little bit more on an island than a hitter because a hitter can have a bad two weeks, but everyone else can pick him up. If a late-inning reliever has a bad couple of weeks, it's usually hard to pick him up. So I, I, I think there is more light on them. You know, it's kind of like being the kicker at the end of the game. There's more light on him. So I think instilling confidence and, and continuing to show belief in them is really important. How about uh, the overuse of the bullpen when you're there every day, too? I mean, the idea of when your bullpen does get overused. Well, that's a problem. And and I think that you're starting to see some of that a little bit because uh, bullpen ERAs are higher than starters now. And that hasn't happened in a long time. And I think that Hitters are getting used to the guys in the bullpen, and because bullpens are being used so much, you're shuffling guys back and forth, and you're not having the same seven or eight guys for two or three months in a row. You're having a lot of parts that are changed, a lot of guys coming up and down, and they're not one of the top seven or eight guys. So when they get in the game, they get hit around a little bit more than maybe the top guys. So to to me, overexposure can be dangerous, and I think we're seeing that a little bit. Joe, we just learned the Mets have called a full-blown team meeting this afternoon. Uh, haven't even posted a lineup card because there may be changes on the overall line, uh, overall roster. So m- more than one player from what we're hearing. Uh, how about these full-blown meetings? I mean, you big believer in them? Do you have to watch them when you call them? They're calling them against a hot team right now. The old adage of calling it against a bad team because you're going to get to win that night. They're calling it against a red-hot team that's 10-1 and in its last 11 games and has scored 90 runs in, in about 10 games. I mean, so the Braves are on fire. So that's who they're playing against right now. They do have DeGrom going tonight. What's your feeling about these full-blown meetings? I think sometimes you have to have them. I don't think you can have them too often because I think they lose their meaning. But what it tells me is the Mets understand that there's a sense of urgency, and that's not such a bad thing, right? I mean, it's no longer April. You know, it's the middle of June. You know, we're getting close to the trading deadline. If, if we want to be a part of this playoff race, we're going to have to start playing better. And, and the big thing is keep things in-house. You know, I would tell who's ever in that clubhouse, keep it in-house, because that's between you and, and your management. It's, it's not for everyone to hear. Sometimes that doesn't happen, and, and to me, that was the danger of having big team meetings. Is that you don't want everything in the media within two hours after the meeting's over. Right. I mean, you want guys to be able to vent and talk and speak up and not be embarrassed about something they say because it's in the press the next day. I mean, that's, that's the thing about team meeting, Get, getting everything out in the open and, and how do we get better, you know, as a coaching staff, I would say, what do we need to do to get you guys better? What do we need to do? I mean, is, is it rest? Is it, is it this? Is it that? You know, tell us. And um, you don't want guys to be embarrassed to speak up. And if things get out in the open, sometimes guys that need to speak up won't speak up. Full-blown team meeting, we're talking with Joe Girardi, in the middle of a series, is this more GM manager dressing down their team or is this i want to hear from the guys on the team i'm not sure who called the team meeting right you but know, i mean not... wh- i mean do you do, which is more which is more normal which is more effective well i think it's more powerful when it comes from the players okay i, I do i think sometimes 
the manager can can have a a big say so. I mean, let's not forget in 2009 we had a meeting in Atlanta and it worked pretty well. So maybe it'll work for the Mets as you well. You know, if you if a player comes to you, a veteran player, and says, "Joe, we need a full blown team meeting." Are you going to always say yes, or are you going to say no? Are you going to think about it, or are you going to always say yes? No, I'm going to do my diligence and talk to some other players and see what their feelings are. Is it is it just one player having those feelings, or is it going around the clubhouse? And then if it is going around the clubhouse, let's get it out in the open and take care of it. So, and you're going to relay, you're going to rely on your couple of veteran guys to give you. You always have to have some feedback from your veteran guys, right? You have to have feedback, but I also want feedback from the young players because the young players, a lot of times play an important role, but they're scared to speak up. So I, I, I truly, I'm going to call them in my office and, and say, what do you feel? Tell me what you feel. Be honest. And this, is, this is between you and me. This is not between the whole clubhouse. That's, and you have the freedom to speak up. Because there's some young players on that team that are impactful. They probably would like to say something, but they, they may feel uncomfortable doing it. So say it in front of me, and I'll say it. Now, one place, Joe, where baseball's really changed is, in the old days, this would be the manager. Now the general managers are involved a lot more. Uh, they're involved in the meetings. They're on the road with the team. The general manager job is much more visible. It's much more vocal. Is that something managers like or don't like? Um, you know, it, it never bothered me um, because I, I want. I always wanted as much help as, as possible. And if, if the GM could deliver the message that – they got someone going, hey, that's okay with me, because we're all in this together. I mean, that's the bottom line. And sometimes, you know, certain players are going to respond to, to certain front office members better. They're going to respond to certain coaches better. They're going to respond to certain um, teammates better. So whatever it takes to get everyone to respond and pull in the right direction, I could care less who says it. Just let's get it out in the open and get it done. So the idea that the old-time manager didn't want a lot of interference, that you think that's overblown? Uh, I think those days are gone. You know, I don't consider myself an old-time manager because right. I was a very analytical guy right. uh, that wanted information from everyone and, and and thought it was really important. So, you know, I don't know that. You know, the last old-term manager, I, old-time player manager, I probably played for was was Joe, and, and Joe usually right. handled everything. Right and Zim too, right? I mean, Zim. Yeah. What, how would what would Zim do when he in in situations? Well, I mean, he would he would encourage, um, he would flip the table, um, he would do a lot of different things. You know, I think it's it, it's a feel what the manager thinks the team needs. I mean, there's sometimes when you're playing really poorly, they don't need to be yelled at. They need to be coddled and hugged and and told how great they are to get them going. And there's other times where you know you got to get on them about being sloppy and maybe not being prepared and those sort of things because it is a long year, and everyone goes through their ups and downs, and sometimes they can lose their focus a little bit. How about, now, you went, You didn't have too many meetings when Torrey was there because you guys didn't lose very much. I mean, you guys won for a lot of years. So did you with your Yankees. I mean, neither one of you ever went through a losing season in all those years you were there. Um, when Torrey was mad, did, did he really get on a team, or was that rare? It, it was rare, but, but, you know, everyone has a different personality. Joe's personality was fairly calm. So if Joe raised his voice a little bit, it had a huge impact. You know, he, he didn't have to flip tables and do that sort of thing. You knew when Joe was mad and he was unhappy with us. So, and that really wasn't very often, right? No, because like you said, you know. First of all, you had a great there. team. Yeah, you had a great yeah. team, first of all. We were really yeah. good. 
Yeah, you were really good. How about the Braves right now? The Braves look like they could run and hide in that division. I agree, and they're probably going to get better when Keiko gets there, and I believe they'll add to their bullpen. You know, they have a really, really, really good lineup that can yep. beat you in a lot of different ways. You have your on-base guys, you have your power guys, you have your speed guys, you have some veteran catchers that I think are... you got veterans and kids, you got yeah. great kids. you got... they got a great mix going there right now. They really now. do. I think they're only going to get better... As their, as their minor leagues continue to produce. So I think this team's going to be around a long time. And if I was in the East, I'd be worried about this team, you know, because I think they're just starting to, to play well. They're starting to hit their stride. Fulton Evich hasn't even thrown well yet, when you think about it. And if he gets going, look out, because uh, this team could be really dangerous. You know, you have great young players on that team, and then you have guys like uh, Freddie Freeman, then you got guys like Brian McCann, who we know is a great guy and a great clubhouse guy. You got, I mean, you got Donaldson. I mean, they got a ton. That's an interesting mix. It really is. You got kids like Albies. You got Kuna. Uh, you got all these prodigies, and then you got some really good veteran players there too. And, and you bring up a kid like Austin Riley, right? Yep. It just hits home run after home run. He's not even talked about. I mean, that's how deep that lineup is. And you're right. There's a great mix because there's that youthful enthusiasm. There's that veteran presence that there's a calmness, and I think it's like in the right spot. you got the veterans behind home plate. you got the veteran at first base. And a guy like Marcakis, too, another guy, you know, who's a a good RBI guy, a good solid player. So, I mean, they got a lot of guys like that. they got guys that know how to play the game and play the game the right way, and the kids are learning and providing all the energy. And you're right. I think you know they got Keuchel, who's almost ready. But they're going to go out. They're going to they're going to fix. They're going to go out and get someone in that bullpen too. I wouldn't be surprised if they went and got two guys, two two arms at the back, like an eighth and a ninth inning guy. And if they do that, then their bullpen gets everything gets deeper, and they're going to be really tough. Hey, you picked Minnesota before the season started. They have been unbelievable. What what's you think it's bullpen for them, or would you they, rather see them add a starter? What do you think they need to add? Well, I think they could add a starter too, but I think it's their biggest need will be their bullpen too as well. Um, and I don't think there's guys out there to the level in 2016 when you had um, Chapman and Andrew Miller, but I think there's a lot of good guys that you can add two or three. From, you know, there's a lot of players available. You know, you got Kirby Yates and you got Brad Hand and you got Shane Green and you know, there's eighth inning guys that I think could really help some lefties. You got Will Smith. There's a lot of guys that could help a club. So I think you're gonna see a lot of bullpen pieces move by July thirty first. And if I'm a club, I'm not waiting. I'm going now because there's going to be a lot of teams that are in on these guys. When you have a team, Joe, like uh, we're talking with Joe Girardi, like Minnesota, which you thought was a dark horse this year that could have a good year. Cleveland was picked to win the division. They're having a rough go. I mean, they're still in the wild card hunt. We understand that. But Minnesota now has opened up a 10-11 game lead on them. As a manager of that team, what are you saying to that team of yours that's way out in front and it's only June, but they're way out in front? Home field advantage. We want everyone to come through us is what we want. And we want to make sure that we can get you guys some rest in the month of September. So keep your foot on the gas, and let's just make sure that we take care of our business and we're playing in Minnesota. Because you know Minnesota, in the end of October, is not the nicest place to play. And if you've got guys that are used to doing it, I think it's somewhat of an advantage. 
Um, Houston's done exactly what you expect, Houston. They've also had some injuries. What do you think about the Houston team right now? Oh, I think they're extremely dangerous. I, I, I think with the young DH they added, um, and if, if he's the real deal like he looks, I just think that lineup is going to be incredible when they get everyone back. And, and they're a lineup that is patient, that puts the ball in play, and, um, and is a very athletic team. They're going to be a tough out. Um, you know, I think it – when I look at it right now, and Minnesota, I know, has a very good record, I think it's the Yankees in Houston they are going to fight for the World Series. That's, that's my belief. And both of them are going to be tough outs. If you're if you're the Red Sox who have now won six in a row, and and uh, you thinking, listen, let's just jump in, get a wild card, and take our shot when we get yeah. there this year. Yeah, I mean they're going to try to still win the division. I mean, you know, when you look at them, they're seven on the loss column with the Yankees. They got a ton of games left with them, and there's a ton of baseball to be left to play. You got to make up one or two games a month, which is which is not a whole lot. So yeah, you're going to still fight for the division, but. The good thing is you feel better about yourself, so you're starting to play winning baseball, and you just got to keep the momentum. You know, it's interesting. Um, the Cubbies, Mets are going there this weekend. What's your thoughts on the Cubs right now who find themselves basically in a tie with the with the Brewers in the Central? Yeah, I mean, they just came off a tough West Coast road trip, uh, which is not easy to do. But, but, but I like their club. I, you know, to me, I think they need a real leadoff guy. I think that would help them. And I, and I think they could add a, a, one more piece in that bullpen. Uh, with Kimbrell, I think it's going to be much better, but I think they could add one more piece. And, and I really believe they're still the team to, to beat in that division. I'll tell you what team's not terrible. We just saw them. You know, the White Sox got some good young players. They're yeah. not a terrible team. They got some good players. They got that Giolito the, who's had a really good year, that Lucas Giolito's uh, beat the Yankees. Uh, they, and they have some power. They have some, they have some pretty good players. No, they do. And I think Abreu's important that they keep him there, that he can mentor these kids, these young kids. And, um, you know, you think of the Mancata, and, and he can mentor these young kids and be the, the stable force in that lineup. And you're right. And they have some young pitchers that look pretty good. Um, and I think they're up, they're on the rise, and they're going to be part of that division in the next couple of years. Are you surprised the Yankees added Encarnacion? No, not at all. I think it was as much to do with keeping him away from, from Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, yep. I think so, too. I agree. As, and, and, and you know what? That's what George used to do. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the Yankees did when they were great. They kept people away from other teams. I agree. I agree. And uh, they're in a good spot. All right, Joe, thanks. You know, they're going to start knocking on your door now. Uh, the fans every day ask, Mike, ask Joe where he's going. I say, he's not going to tell us if he's going somewhere. So uh, has the phone uh, – let me just give the fans something because they ask about you every day. Has the phone started ringing yet? No, no. And I don't really expect it to until the end of the season. Hopefully it does and I get another shot to manage. But... Oh, you'll get another shot. The phone's going to ring. We know that. And the fans here, they ask about it every day. So, you know, you're very much in their thoughts. So I'll not... tell them. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it. All right, Joe, thanks very much. Thanks, Mike. All right, Joe Girardi, back after this.